You're now listening to the Boys in the Booth podcast with your hosts, Harper Cody, Chad Melbourne, and Casey Abrams. New episodes every Monday on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Hello and welcome to episode 110 of the Boys in the Booth podcast. I am your host today, uh, Chad Melbourne, and I'm joined by Casey Abrams in person. And uh, we don't have Harper Cody on the podcast today, but we're actually in Harper's apartment. uh, And he just showed up. Uh, He was late, and that's why we're here. But Case, uh, maybe maybe you can touch on that and just tell the listeners how you're doing. Yeah, you know, we're supposed to be here at 10 o'clock to to try to record. So I naturally sat in the the parking lot at Harp's house for 30 minutes waiting for the other two. And uh, Chad gets there with some Starbucks because he knew that Harp would be late. So he he was kind of playing the playbook. And uh, well, regardless, it's uh, it's 12 o'clock now and we're starting to record just the two of us. Uh, As you can see, I am not in Sweden. This is not Sweden. Yeah. This is Canada. That's right. So uh, COVID, once again, ruined that. That'll be the last time I mentioned the C word this episode. Moving on. Yeah. Wow. That's uh, It's a shame that you're not there. But you know what? It's good that you're here because we can hang out in person and... And again, that's we are in person. We were supposed to be going down to uh, to Rotary Park for twelve o'clock, but it's twelve o'clock now uh, because of the whole fiasco that happened this morning. But we're ready to get into it. And what we're going to do for this World Juniors episode is sort of just go through each team, and we're each going to pick one guy, do rapid fire round. We should have like a a timer, a clock for ourselves, you know, minute per guy or whatever. We like just want poker. Yeah, like we just want to get through, you know, a couple guys for for each team that you should keep your eye on. You should watch whether they're going to be the the best player on the team contribute offensively be an interesting player to watch maybe they're in an upcoming draft maybe they're a goaltender who's looking to bounce back or improve their you know time last year or maybe they just have an interesting name and we thought we should point it out so all of those (laughs) together that last one sound very specific it it might it might have been specific so all of those together that that's what we're going to do going to pick some players that you should be watching at the tournament and uh, of course we're going to start with team canada so case who are you going to watch at uh, the tournament for team canada yeah i kind of already mentioned him last episode but i'm gonna take mason mctavish he's uh one of the maybe four or five guys that has nhl experience in this tournament third overall pick last year put up five goals six assists in seven games and as the captain of the u18 team this guy's played above his age class at every single level throughout his career so i'm expecting him to to come up big in this tournament i usually pick a 19 year old or a returning player for canada because those are the guys that step up but i still expect mason mctavish to step up for canada one thing i love to point out about this guy everywhere he's played he's had more goals than assists this guy is a pure goal scorer and reminds me of Tavares where he's just going to be in an open spot all the time yeah. and will get fed by the other talented players on this team. Good players find a way to get open in the offensive zone. They find a way to get lost and Tavares is a good example of that and looking forward to seeing Mace McTavish do that as well. He's one I mean, of the few players in the league who yeah. has NHL experience. Yeah, he's got two goals in the NHL. That's one right. in the AHL, five in the OHL in four games. It's like he hasn't played many games this year, but everywhere yeah. he's gone, he's, he's produced. And by the way, Case, I love how, because we're in person, you can kind of let me know that you want to chime in. Like you can, you know, you did that and then we don't have to talk over each no, other on, on bit, Zoom. Is it? Yeah, that's yeah. what it, it's. A, oh, just, uh, oh, and yeah, so yeah. Th- this is great. 
Um, and yeah, like I said, one of the few players with NHL experience, so that's going to be you know a, a big plus side for him. Ton of players on this team we could have picked. Like we mentioned last episode, uh, well, we did a snake draft and we picked six players who are going to have an impact on this team. Uh, Connor Bedard was one of them. Shane Wright, two players, exciting young players to watch. But the guy who I'm going to go with, and it's a bit of a flip-flop from my last episode, our last episode, where I talked about Sebastian Cossa, who was the 15th overall pick in this uh, most recent draft. I'm actually going to talk about Dylan Garand, and that's who I'm going to be watching at this tournament coming up. He's the other goalie who is going to be getting some starts. Fourth round pick of the New York Rangers, and we would expect, you know, all of Team Canada's goalies to get some time in, but especially those two, Dylan and uh, Sebastian, for sure. Just signed his ELC with the Rangers, which I think is important because that's the Rangers saying that, look, this guy is, is at least close to the NHL and and or at least within a three-year period. So they believe in this guy, their fourth-round pick. They just signed him, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do between the pipes. And let's be honest, you know, I don't think Canada has the best goaltending at this tournament, but they have two very capable goaltenders right now. And uh, Casa being, you know, the highest pick from a goaltender in, in a while. I guess Askarov is the other guy. But I'm just looking forward to seeing what this tandem can do. And if I'm not going to pick Casa, I'll pick Garen. So that's what I'm saying. Well, I think there's maybe better goalies in the tournament, like Askarov and yep. Wallstedt. But I think that when it comes to tandem, this is the best tandem in it the is. tournament. And it kind of reminds me of, like, Carter Hart and Mackenzie Blackwood playing in the same tournament together. One a first round pick, one a second round pick, both tearing up their respective uh, major junior hockey teams. So, uh, yeah, it's it's reassuring knowing that we have both of these guys on Canada. Whereas last year it was kind of a toss up who was going to be the starter, and then a junior A player ended up taking over. Yeah, so. yeah. And and Garen was there last year, if I'm not mistaken, but it turned into Devin Levi stealing the yeah. show, which was which was pretty crazy. And I do want to say uh, now we're going to move on to our next team here, but I do want to say obviously no fantasy corner this episode. We would have already done that, and no cap or no cap uh, either. Fantasy corner, it's because the whole season's on pause. We didn't want to talk about that. And, uh, like, it's just, you know, we had three games or so played in, yeah. in our fantasy league, and it's just pointless. So, at this point, I don't know what's going to happen with fantasy if they're going to extend it. Literally. Yeah. Literally pointless. Or, like, <laughs> you know, nine points to five is what I beat Alan this week, which yeah. is stupid. But, anyways, let's go to Finland, Casey. Who are you watching for Finland? Yeah, I got a returning player from Finland last year who is looking to upgrade on that bronze medal last year, and that's Ronnie Hurvinen. He's going to be their captain this year. He's kind of, like one of the guys on Finland that I usually like to watch. I don't really like watching their more skilled players, but he's a guy that plays way above his weight size and his, his height. He's 5'9 and 172, but plays like he's six foot four in the corners. Yeah. A lot of fun to watch. He's you know 19 years old, has 134 games played in the Liga, um, 35, or 53 points, and he's going to be captaining his team, like I said, but one thing he's got to figure out this year is stay out of the sin bin. Yeah. This guy blew it for their team last year. There's uh, two or three of them that penalties nonstop. 18 penalty minutes in seven games last year, and if he stays out of the sin bin, this guy's going to be way higher than a point per game player in this tournament yeah he, he's a good player and and he's a maple leafs draft pick and i'm surprised you picked him you know with the the little anti-leafs bias there but uh you know you went with a maple leafs pick and I'm, I'm excited to see him play i'm going with another maple leafs pick actually and uh you know i could have i was thinking of miko kokanen but he's actually too old for the tournament this year he was a solid defenseman for uh for the team last year but I'm kind of burying the lead here it's topi niemla he was the defenseman of the tournament 
tournament last year, um, and I expect nothing less this year. I mean, he's a year older. He has more experience in the Finnish Liga, and he's been fantastic this year, Topi Niemela has. He's the Leafs' third-round pick, um, and like I said, he was fantastic last year. He has 24 points in 31 games played as a defenseman in the Finnish Liga this year. That is incredible, and I was telling you earlier, I read this article uh, on The Athletic, and it was titled, is Tolpin Yamala's NHL timeline pushed forward because of his, you know, production in the league and playing against men nearly a point per game as a defenseman? That certainly makes me happy, you know, thinking of the best teams in the NHL. What do they have all in common? They have guys coming up who, you know, are late round picks, great finds in the draft, and that's what you need. And so, Third rounder, not too late, but but he's a very promising player, and I expect him likely again to be the defenseman of the tournament because how can you expect him to regress when he's just got a year older? Yeah, exactly. And like you said with Toronto, it's it's good to have that those players that can play at an entry level contract when you're in cap hell, right? Exactly. You need those late picks to to really show up and shine. So that's your guy. Exactly. Okay, check. Who you got, Case? For the second time in a row, <laughs> I'm gonna pick Stanislav Svazel the third. The third. <laughs> <laughs> um, this was my player to watch last year after being named uh, the Czech League Rookie of the Year at 16 and a defenseman. I watched him closely last year, and though, like, although he didn't, like, he had sheltered ice time and didn't put up a ton of points, he was like the most noticeable player on the ice at all times for his team when he was on the ice. Every time he stepped on the sheet, it was like Svazel is the guy that I can see uh, stepping up. And again, I don't expect him to be overly flashy this year or put up a ton of points, but he's going to eat some important minutes for this team. Yeah, uh, well, that that's a good pick. And I've got Jan Mijak. He's one of the two players on this Czech team who's been drafted to the NHL. Uh, Mijak was a second rounder uh, in 2020 to the Montreal Canadiens, and he had 31 points in 25 games in the OHL uh, this season. And so I think, you know, if you're looking for scoring on this Czech team, uh, it's not particularly deep, as we know, but I think Mijak will be, uh, you know, look to, to, to put the puck in the net. Because yeah, they're going to have that top line of him and Chromiak and yep. then that's pretty much exactly and, and again two returning players on that team so yeah. so those are our guys to watch okay Germany case yeah you know I'm, I'm gonna take another returning player and a captain of Germany and that's Florian Eliash uh, I'm pronouncing it Eliash because that's the way I'm supposed to pronounce Patrick's yeah and I what is the other pronunciation Elias Elias I don't really know who's who so okay um this is our warning where we're going to butcher a ton of names on this episode <laughs> and we're not held accountable for that. I was shocked, absolutely shocked to see this guy get passed up in the draft this year. Yeah. Like blown away. He's one of he was the best player on this team last year not named Stutzler or Paterka. Yeah. Like every time he stepped on the ice he was doing something right. He put up four goals and five assists in five games. Yep. And then didn't get picked up after being named Dell Rookie of the Year as well. Yeah, I was kind of blown away. So, you know, after a great showing last year and being named the Rookie of the Year, I expect him to be hungry at this tournament, look to really produce so that he can get drafted as an overager this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> that that's surprising because I remember watching him last year and being like, who is this guy, you know? Yeah. And, and you think to yourself, okay, maybe he was being carried by, say, a Stutzler or someone, but... You know, the, you know, nine points, you said, in five games. That's not something to scoff at. So, you know, it is surprising. Uh, I'm going with a different player. I'm going Alexander Blank. This is a guy I just found when, when doing some 
quick research on this team. He's one of the few players on this team who's played in the uh, highest professional league in Germany, and that's the Dell. Uh, one of they might have like five or six players, and he has ten points in twenty six games. And again, that's not nothing to that's nothing to scoff at here. You know, like being a young player playing against men, having ten points in twenty six games. I think that's respectable. I think the offense will likely run through him and Eliash as well, because this will be a guy who they're looking for. You know, a, a bit of an offensive jump, and we know with these teams, you know, we're talking the the Czech, Germany, Austria. These teams, they're not particularly deep, so they typically rely on one or two lines to drive their offense and uh, I'm I'm hoping now that I've picked this guy that Blank has a, a good tournament. Also yeah. pretty cool name. Pretty cool name. <laughs> guy I thought you were going to take is uh, Florian Bugle I, I believe is his the name. Goaltender. That's the goaltender. Yeah. He like the only reason why Eliash was not a top three player on this team was because he stole it right out from under him. Stood on his head a couple games and kind of got them to the quarterfinals. He only played like four games or three games but was enough to get you know top three player of the tournament so yeah that's a guy to you know still keep an eye on see if he can stand on his head even though like he's a alps hl player yeah like, yeah blows there, my mind there's a lot of those there's a lot of alps hl uh for, for this tournament there's a lot of ice hl there's a lot of those leagues so when yeah. you do find a player who's played in in say the dell or the dell 2 especially for team germany you think okay this player has some some experience and he's obviously trusted to play at the highest level against men so you look to that and you think okay this might be a player and that was my my explanation yeah. for and this for team blank. gets better and better every year so that's right that's that's definitely true and side note here like as we're talking about this um th- and we've said this before this is a 19 year olds tournament you know this is the the oldest players who who are returning they come in and they dominate this so while there might be a ton of like good young prospects here you know the in the, the younger players like we've got a 16 year old on team canada mentioned that about 50 times last episode in Connor bernard you can expect whatever you want from those players but don't expect them to dominate like the older guys will yeah 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 and it's kind of i'll talk i'll talk about when we get to them but okay let's go ahead okay so next then uh we've got team austria who you got as yeah, is sometimes pretty hard yeah to to pick a guy from this team but recently there's always been one standout player that kind of catches your eyes and and you say okay like that's a marco rossi or yeah whoever it may be and I, i've got another marco for you to watch and okay. this guy is actually going to be a stud and could have like a nico heischer-esque tournament where his team is trash but he's like i you know i'll put in eight okay to, to help you out <laughs> and that's marco casper He's a first-round projected player right now, kind of middle of the pack. Okay. Played four games last year at the tournament as a 16-year-old. Um, he got the late call-up last year, the SHL, as a 16-year-old, and played six games and won a silver medal in the playoffs with them, too. So now okay. he's also played in the Champions Hockey League because okay. he played for Rogel, which is not, you know, that's nothing to shrug off. That's yeah. one of the best teams in Europe, and, and this guy's 17-16 playing for them. So yeah. He, he's got a lot of important games under his belt, and now this year he's played 24 games in the SHL. Only has six points, but again, he's 17 years old and, yeah. and playing on one of the best teams in Europe. That's impressive. Like just to make a team that young, and you know, like if you're not 
familiar with a lot of other leagues overseas like just to make a team like in the shl or even in the dell or or the top you know in in the finnish league just to make a team as a young player is super impressive especially say the khl which we'll talk about later when we talk about some russian players but just to make one of these teams as a younger player and to to do something to produce and be valuable at all is impressive so that's definitely a good pick um from austria this is kind of, you know, Austria is a tough one. There aren't a ton of, uh, you know, projected first round picks. And, you know, you kind of snagged the one I, I was thinking of there. But I picked a guy with, with a great name and I just had to mention him. I picked Oscar Meyer. Uh, the, hot, the hot dog guy is what we'll call him. We'll call him Mr. Hot Dog. Maybe we'll call him Phil Kessel as a nickname. Uh, but Oscar Meyer is actually his name. And uh, he's playing in Austria's top league right now for whatever it's worth. Like you said, there's a ton of guys in the Alps HL right now, a ton of guys in the Ice HL, you know, which are lower leagues. Um, but to find a guy playing in Austria's highest league, it is pretty, uh, you know, indicative. Of maybe he might be one of the better players. Um, he also was a point per game in the Alps HL as well when he did play there. So I think, you know, we, they could be looking at this guy for a bit of an offensive jump, but I'd be lying if I said I picked him for any other reason than his hot dog name, which I think is cool. All right. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, okay. We might be able to spend a little bit more time on this one. Uh, USA. This is going to be a deep team uh, with a ton of great players. We've got a, a Maple Leafs uh, draft pick here, and we've got a Devils draft pick here. So I, I don't actually think either of us are taking them, but who you got here, Case? And I'm sure there's a million uh, other honorable mentions as well. Yeah, I think it'd be a little on the nose for me to pick uh, Luke Hughes this year. I yeah. do think they're going to have a great decor. Oh, yeah. Really great. I think they're going to struggle up front. Yeah. And they're going to look to a few individuals to score all their points. Matty Beniers being a kind of obvious one to pick, but yeah. I went with a different guy. I went with Sasha Postija. Okay. Um, does not sound like American, no. but he is, sure is, playing in Guelph. He could have the best shot in the tournament. Okay. Um, you know, he's going to rival a couple guys, you know, maybe a, a Perfetti or a McTavish or a Holtz or someone like that. But yeah. I've watched this guy play, you know, a few highlight clips, and he has a nose for the net. He's not overly big, but gets there rips the puck and is always willing to shoot um 30 goals for the development team last year so they're very familiar with him 20 goals in 26 games in the ohl this year this guy can score goals so usa is going to look for him to be the trigger man on the power play and i'm gonna be keeping an eye on him for sure yeah for sure and uh, i'm picking another guy from the uh, u.s development program i mean that's pretty much a given at this point that program is is amazing for producing talented players and i'm picking logan cooley so he's projected to fall in the top 10 this year in, in the 2022 entry draft but he has slowly been sliding up the ranks you know we've heard of some guys sliding down the ranks like a guy like brad lambert you know he's slowly sliding down well Cooley is going in the right direction here and I've seen him projected as high as fourth overall for this upcoming draft so obviously then because he's projected to go this year he is a younger player um, and I've mentioned that you know you can't expect a ton from younger players but that really isn't you know what this episode's about it's about guys who are going to be fun or interesting to watch like we've mentioned and Logan Cooley is certainly up there for me you know 
he's about a point per game in the U.S. development program, over a point per game over the last two years, which is, you know, as a younger player, that's what you love to see. And I'm looking for him to make an impact in a scoring role because, like you said, Case, I think they're going to need it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, one honorable mention to, to point out here, I think Jake Sanderson's going to put like 28 minutes a game uh-huh. on the board. Yeah. So that's going to be a guy to watch as well. But it's funny. We, we both wanted to pick the guys who are going to score. And it's like, I don't think there's too many on this team. Yeah. And well, uh, I should mention too, you mentioned the uh, the New Jersey draft pick. I should mention the Maple Leafs one too. And that's uh, Matthew Nyes. Matthew Nyes, I, I don't think is, you know, you, you can't expect too much from him at this tournament. I think he was playing in the USHL last season, about a point per game. Uh, but again, like we, this team isn't, extremely talented up front i think matthew nice it'll be fun to watch him as a maple leafs fan but if you're a maple leafs fan you should be watching the two guys that we mentioned for finland roni hirvanen and topi niemela those are the two guys that you should absolutely be watching uh 100 because there's no rodion amirov this year at the tournament he's too old to play for russia so maple leafs fans that's who you should be watching um anything else on usa no okay russia who are you going to be watching from this tournament uh, for Team Russia? Shakir Mokhamadoulin. Yep. I am not picking him just because he's a Devils player <laughs> or a prospect, and I'm not picking him just because his name is so fun to say. Mokhamadoulin. Yep. Mokhamadoulin. Um, I'm expecting this 100-game veteran of the KHL who is breaking records as the U19 defensive point leader, U18 defensive point leader in the KHL all-time history. Um. I'm expecting him to get a major increase in ice time on this team this year. It's his second time around. Last year is kind of like a bleh year for him in the tournament. He didn't have a ton of ice time, didn't put up a ton of points, but I kind of expect this guy to be utilized in every single situation and be another like 25-minute player. He He's going to be crucial for this team, I think, and um, it'll be fun for him to not have to play against russian khl players yeah no kidding (laughs) like he can get a little loose and and you know dish the puck around a little more without having to be so uh responsible all the time yeah and also too not having to play against grown men yeah you know so i think this is a fantastic opportunity for him mukamadulin um and i think he's going to play a very similar role to as you mentioned jake sanderson will with team usa i think he's going to log a ton of minutes yeah um because it just makes sense you know like the the guy was drafted what 23rd overall or was he 17th i know the devils had three picks 17th yeah i know they had three picks in (laughs) that or no it was 18 was uh dawson mercer and 20 was shakir right oh right because they they had two there yeah yeah so anyway i i know he was picked high and and there's a lot of you know pressure probably going into this tournament and i feel like he's gonna have a fantastic opportunity i'm gonna say not expecting like a ton of points again this year because of kind of the phenomena of uh thomas shabbat where in ottawa he's playing so many minutes that he's kind of like spent out there and he's got no energy to to make a sweet rush down the ice and, and score some goals so like I expect the points for Shakir to come on the power play. Yep. That's pretty much it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, looking at Team Russia here, I've got none other than Matvey Michkov. Like, I just love looking at these these younger players and seeing what they're going to be able to do because, again, like, as, as we've mentioned, like, it's tough to say – it's tough to put expectations on a younger player um, because it's impossible for them to live up to it. This guy is projected first to go first overall in the 2023 NHL draft. 
he like what can what can you say about this guy? He's played in the KHL this season. He had three points in his first two games. His production tapered off, of course, because in the KHL they don't play younger guys unless they're you know phenomenal, and and we never even see that. The fact that he made a KHL team is ridiculous. But right now, you know, we had uh, five points in thirteen KHL games, but. That's just the tip of the iceberg for this guy. He has dominated at every single level that he's played, set records in the MHL, which is the uh, Russian Junior League, and is just dominating amongst his peers, and it's not even close. This guy will likely go first overall in 2023 in the NHL entry draft, and he's already made his mark. You know, in the, in the pre-tournament game against Canada, he had two goals, and, and also Bedard, the other young player here, he had a goal. Uh, against Russia so you know these young players are getting better and better and they're more talented and they're they're built more like you know like real humans and the fact that Michkov has some experience against men as well like I think if there's anybody this young who's going to be able to make an impact aside from maybe Bedard it's going to be Michkov and if you're not paying attention to Matt Vey Michkov in this tournament what are you doing this guy is going to be electric yeah, I think uh, anyone with their teams at the bottom of the, the pack in the NHL are going to be watching him like a hawk. Yeah, that's know? for sure. Yeah. 100%. Okay, uh, three more teams now. We've got Sweden, Slovakia, and Switzerland. Uh, let's start with Switzerland, and we'll end on Sweden because that's a fun one. So, Throwing a curveball. Yeah, let's uh, let's start with Switzerland, Case. Who are you going to be watching in this tournament from the Swiss? This is the second time that I am going to be picking a player that I had as the player to watch last year. And that's Lorenzo Canonica. Uh, draft eligible this year. Returning player, like I mentioned. Uh, his tournament was cut short with an injury last year. He was, you know, I forget what happened to him. It was like in the corner or whatever. And even though he only played four games, he was their most noticeable player every single time. It's something I keep harping on, but it's like you don't necessarily need to look at the, the points in this tournament. Yeah. You, you need to look at who is making the biggest impact every single time they're on the ice and that's this guy he's you know a point per game in the queue i know that's not incredible by any means <laughs> i was but yeah exactly like a 17 year old though being yeah. a point per game in the queue uh does mean something and i think that he is their guy to score this year you know there's going to be two of them i'm sure you're taking the other one yeah and lorenzo canonica keep an eye out for this guy um Likes to play with a physical edge too, which you love to see. Love it, and he'll look to put the puck in the net for this team. Okay, that's a good pick. I'm taking uh, another returning player here, and that's Simon Knack. He's one of two players on this team who were drafted to the NHL. Simon Knack was taken in the sixth round last year. Um, he's played in the Swiss A this year. He has eight points in 25 games. That's you know you would expect maybe a little more production from from a, a prospect, but again, like these teams, you know, we're talking Switzerland, Slovakia, Germany, Austria. They're not incredibly deep, so. I think, uh, you know, they're going to rely on a guy like Simon Knack to drive the offense here. For what it's worth, in 24 games played in the, in the WHL last year, he had 29 points. So he was over a point per game. And again, I know we joke, like, who isn't in this tournament? But it is, you know, nice to see that these players have some North American experience. They've played against, you know, North American players. And I think Simon Knack, as a returning player, will be relied on, you know, quite heavily to, to drive some offense here for Team Switzerland. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about uh, Slovakia and then Sweden. Who are you going to be watching for Team Slovakia, Case? I'm going to take a Jakob Demek. Okay. Um, t- 
tell you that Vegas fans, um, all you new Vegas fans out there, they got to feel good about selecting this six foot four, 196 pounder in the fourth round of the entry draft this year. Uh, at the same time, he was selected in the WHL. Um, what's that draft called where they draft Europeans? Oh, God. Import draft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he was drafted first round in that. So he played in all of the different Slovakia leagues last year, tier one, tier two, tier three. Okay. Um, so got a little experience there. It was kind of like you had no clue what this guy was going to be. Well, I'll tell you, coming to the WHL has been the best thing for this guy because yeah. he is leading the Edmonton Oil Kings with 35 points in 28 games in the WHL this yeah. year. That's big. Like, low scoring league. Low scoring league. Yeah. Right winger in his first year there. He'll probably be rookie of the year in that in that um, that league. So. I'm going to be keeping an eye on him. And uh, like I said, Vegas just has to feel good. You know, after trading all their first round picks, they yeah. get some of these late guys to to hit. And that's the thing, right? Like, if you're going to be a good team in the NHL, you'd need your late picks to hit. Like, mm-hmm. we've mentioned that. We've seen it with, you know, Tampa Bay, who just finds guys. And even Pittsburgh, like, who didn't have a first round pick forever, but just finds guys mm-hmm. in, in the later rounds. So it's, uh, it's good to see, and you definitely need it. For Team Slovakia, I'm going with a guy who is projected to be picked in the top 10 this year, uh, closer you know, towards the 10 spot. Um, and that's, and forgive me for this pronunciation because this might be bad, Juraj Slikovsky. Slikovsky is supposed to go, like I said, in the around the 10th spot. His draft stock, similar to Cooley's, like I mentioned, has been rising at the right time. He has just four points in 20 games played in the Finnish Liga this year, which is the best league in in Finland, and and it's a pro league there. Um, But that being said, he absolutely dominated the U20 uh, for for his respective team in 18 points in 11 games. So you would expect this guy, you know, because he's so talented and expected to go so high in the draft to, again, just be able to, to... have some some spark and, and provide some offense for this team which again as we've mentioned a lot of these teams aren't very deep so they're going to be relying on uh you know these younger more talented players to sort of drive it and Slokovsky will get more of a shot to step into say a top six role on this team than say a guy like well i don't know where bedard is going to play or Michkov, but it's just because you know they aren't as deep so they're gonna he's gonna get a great opportunity you're going the exact same way as where i was gonna go with that where you know canada they've got the top players so they need to play the top players yeah it doesn't matter how old you are how much your potential is it's whoever's playing the best is playing yeah with teams like slovakia and germany and Austria and Switzerland, if they have players that are projected to go high in the draft, they need to play those players because they need to promote hockey in Slovakia. Good point. That's the the biggest thing. You need these young future stars to get all of the limelight so that other, you know, Slovakians can feel good and feel like they want to play. Yeah. That's so, an excellent point. It's a it's a little like that's a topic you can talk about for a whole episode but yeah. that's that's something that i do love about this tournament is it it kind of you're seeing it with germany yeah it's happening with germany germany kind of never in the tournament they'd get in then they'd be relegated they get in they'd be relegated over and over again while now you're seeing more and more good german hockey players coming up through the system and i have to think that's starting with leon dreisaitl yeah Dry sidle so, and then you know you've Reader got and, and all these guys who kind of yeah. have lit up at the U twenties. Yeah. They 
have been important for this because now they have Stutzla and, and Paterka and well and, and before that Moritz Sider and then yeah. now they've got Paterka and then last year was Stutzla and, and Lucas Reichel and all yep. of these guys so it, it's a great point and, and you love to see that kind of stuff and again like that's why I think Slikovsky is going to get a great opportunity at this tournament yeah so I was telling you yesterday I went to a world junior game maybe 15 years ago or however long it was uh, in Ottawa yeah. and the teams playing were Sweden and Finland and at that game I cheered for Finland because they were such an underdog in this tournament that you know I always love an underdog so uh-huh. I cheered for Finland everyone around me was wearing yellow I'm going crazy but that's what this tournament has done you know Finland's come a long way 10 years ago they were not one of the best teams in this tournament and now look at them so that's kind of what you want to see happen with slovakia and germany and you just kind of want to see the the playing field get evened out a little bit here and and that's what you hopeful for with guys like uh I butcher his name for me yeah Sl- slikovsky slikovsky yeah that, that's right <laughs> and you know like you mentioned germany and and we talked about some of the players they've had like i think you mentioned it started with dry and that's that's right and then it was more cider and then timmy stutzla and you know jj paterka and lucas reichel and it's a similar thing where you know one player kind of starts it and maybe a guy like slikovsky will kind of spark the next generation of slovakians in this tournament and if that were the case you would absolutely love to see it yeah you know, for Germany, the the kids at home are thinking, oh, maybe I don't have to play soccer. I can yep. play hockey. Slovakia, they're thinking, oh, maybe I don't have to play uh, tennis. Yeah, whatever. Whatever they do in Slovakia. Yeah. You know, we can we can play hockey. So yep. uh, you, you think that when Czechoslovakia broke up, it, it seemed like all the, the good players were coming from the Czech. Well, the, this team has come a long way, even though they are still one of the bottom teams in this tournament. Yeah. Well, there will definitely be some exciting players to watch, and uh, Slikovsky is up there for for number one for me. Uh, Okay, last team here. We got to talk about Team Sweden. I said we would end on it because it's a fun one. Uh, Case, who will you be watching for Team Sweden this year at the tournament? I got to do it. I really have to. It's the second devil I'm going to take, and it's Alex Holtz. Um, Yeah. He's looking for a redemption tournament. Last year was not what he wanted, not what we expected from them. And again, he's one of the only players in this tournament with actual NHL experience. And he has looked very good in Utica in the AHL, kind of controlling the play and and scoring at will. So I'm expecting, again, for him to be the trigger man uh, in the pre-tournament. He was in that Alex Ovechkin spot and just ripped one top cheddar yeah. on the power play so that's what i'm expecting from him and once again this guy will shoot the puck from everywhere yeah absolutely everywhere and with all the power he can muster in it one of the only guys that's going to match sasha uh Pastaja in shooting um i bet he has 10 shots a game yep <laughs> I could definitely see that. And Holtz is a great pick. Like we've mentioned a million times, like having NHL experience, there aren't many guys who do in this tournament. And that just puts you on another level. It gives you, you know, that perspective in this tournament and a bit of a chip on your shoulder as well. Like you kind of think, you know, I have played at the highest level. Why can't I dominate these players? There's no reason here. So I uh, can definitely see Holtz having an extremely great bounce back tournament and uh, i hope he fills the net the guy that i'm picking again uh we we talked about him last year 
it's kind of been a theme as well, like some of the returning players that we've talked about. So maybe it'll be like a guy like Slikovsky next year, again, who we talk about. But uh, I'm picking Jesper Wallstedt. Uh, Wallstedt obviously is the uh, highly touted goaltender. He was picked 20th overall in the most recent draft uh, to the Minnesota Wild. However, he was passed up on by, I mean, obviously 19 other teams, but he was passed up on for Sebastian Casa, who went 15th overall and was drafted before him. And Casa was kind of, you know, like he kind of snuck his way up there because Wallstedt was the guy who was talked about for years, playing at the World Juniors last year, looked incredible. And now he's on a revenge tour this season. And I really think that he's going to be the reason why Sweden is incredibly good this year, or, or they at least should be with his goaltending. In the SHL this year, he has stupid numbers. He has a 182 goals against. And mind you, this is a young player playing against men as a goaltender who typically develop later than, than forwards do. So he has a 182 goals against average and a 923 save. And like this guy is is straight up on a revenge tour. He wants to prove to the world on the world's biggest stage for, for players his age that he's better than Sebastian Kossa. And he's looking at these other teams who passed on him and he's going to say, you know what? At one point, I was projected to go top five in this NHL draft. He slipped to 20th. I can just see Wallstedt putting up ridiculous numbers in this tournament. And honestly, like that would be great for, for Sweden. It'd be great for the game. It'd be great for, for everything to see that. So I'm looking yeah, forward to watching think, him play. I think one thing that may have hurt his draft stock was the fact that he ended up taking a back seat to Anafelt last year in That's this right. tournament. We mentioned that. And like, I got... I think, again, that's another reason for him to step up a big time this year and show, like, I should have been the guy. Yeah. I am the guy. Yeah. So um, I got one more player I want to talk about in yep. Sweden because I honestly think Sweden's going to be the second best team in this tournament. Yeah. And that's Fabian Lysel. I actually full-on think that he will be the player of the tournament. Um, I watch this guy a lot in the preseason, and I've, I've you know, I've seen clips from him in, in Europe, and he's incredible. Yeah great at every aspect of the game and i expect him to just be doing circles around the offensive zone just waiting for something to open up and he'll dish the puck to holtz or he'll score himself yeah well that's a guy i remember when we were talking about the draft that was a guy i loved for the top 10 for the draft because he a he might be the most talented player from last year's draft but he slipped to the bruins i forget exactly where they picked him but not top 10 um he, you know, the criticism for Lysel was that he played a perimeter style game, but we've seen that that's really just not the case. And he's a talented guy who attacks the net and it has a great shot. And I'm looking forward to watching him at this tournament because, like I said, so many teams passed up on him and it's going to be the same sort of thing, you know, like look at me i'm the most talented player here i mean aside from holtz who has nhl experience but one of the most talented players and like look watch what i can do because he has something to prove yeah and to to talk about something to prove we'll talk about the the small guy revenge tour and that's uh zion nybeck on this that's team right. as well that i kind of hope is just let lighten the thing up because yeah. um he slipped because of his size yeah and that's that's the case for a lot of players they slip because of their size and then you know they impress so looking forward to this tournament 
overall, anything else to add, Case, as we wrap up here? No, let's go play some hockey. Okay, let's go down to, to Rotary Park, and now we, we've got Harper here to join us, so we're ready to go, and, and thank you for listening to episode 110 of the podcast. Uh, we're going to be taking a little bit of a break, I would assume, and then in the new year, we'll have some new stuff uh, ready to go. So thanks again for listening. Uh, enjoy the holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, and uh, take care. This has been another episode of Boys in the Booth with Harper Cody, Chad Melbourne, and Casey Abrams. New episodes every Monday on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Connect with the Boys in the Booth on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Boys in the Booth. Visit boysinthebooth.com for show details. And don't forget, you can become a patron of the podcast for just $1 a month at www.patron.com slash boysinthebooth.